This is the EWN Podcast Network. So small business owners, they want to write their own content. They want it to come from them, but they don't want to spend an hour to two hours every day engaging in the Facebook groups, making sure that the posts get shared so that their communities can see it. They don't want to go through hashtags and like and comment on 50 different posts to bring new viewers to their profile. So they hand that work over to us and we'll do it for them and it's still cost effective. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network premier success coaches and outstanding members from around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the idea coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're going to hit on a subject that almost everyone in the eWomen Network would like to learn about, how to improve our social media performance without spending money. Tawny Allen, CEO of Teal Wing Marketing, will join us in just a bit. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing, and The LinkedIn Lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. We're going to talk to Tawny in a bit, but I got to share something. I am on a search, a full-blown hunt. It feels like a scavenger hunt. I'm on the hunt for the greatest online meeting software in the world. Like you, I've been trapped at the home office and having to connect with the world through my computer. But the majority of my business is happening by hosting online events and webinars. So Zoom, right? I mean, do you like Zoom? It's pretty much the default. But when you're on Zoom, do you feel especially close to anyone on Zoom? I mean, it's okay, and it's better than what we had, and now it's kind of the standard, but there has to be something better out there, right? And before we get to something we've never heard of, let's talk about the usual suspects, Google. So I use Google Calendar, and on Google Calendar, they have conferencing software right there when you book a meeting. It's baked right into Google. How is it not dominating the world? But I've only used it one time in over 100 days of working from home. And then Skype. Skype? Is it dead? I mean, at one time, it was the gold standard of looking into a computer and seeing a face and having a conversation. But I have not taken a single call or even talked with anyone that suggested using Skype during this shutdown. Blows me away. So I've been asking around, and I've gotten a list of event software that I'm going through and reviewing it. So InExpo, I-N-X-P-O.com, Conference in a Cloud, Hopin, H-O-P-I-N dot T-O, so Hopin dot T-O, and then Feedloop, P-H-E-E-D, Loop. All of these softwares I'm looking at and I'm trying to figure out, okay, are any of them any good? There are so many solution partners, it's just time to do the research, commit to one and go for it. What's interesting with some of the Zoom competitors is that it seems like they've changed the purpose. Zoom seems to be like simple and plain on purpose. They're making it easy for people to watch the presentation instead of connecting with one another. Just get in the room, sit down, shut up, and pay attention to the speaker. But it seems like the new pieces of software are changing that. So yeah, you can pay attention to the speaker, but you can also really deeply connect with the other people in the audience, set up one-on-ones with them, connect with them, and see their LinkedIn files. Like, it seems as though the new era of these event tools 
They're focused more on connecting the members rather than consuming the content coming from the stage. It's just an interesting observation, and it's opening up the purpose of why we're having online meetings. So it's something I'm paying attention to. And if you've used one of these virtual events platforms, please, please help your friendly neighborhood idea coach out and hit me up with it, will you? Because I got to find a new tool. Pat Miller Idea Coach is the website. I'd love any references you can shoot my way. Now, on with the show. Using social media for marketing is a must for almost everyone in the eWomen network. Because it's so important, we're all trying to get better at it. Let's welcome to the show Tawny Allen, CEO of Teal Wing Marketing. Tawny, you say that we can grow our business using social without spending money on ads. Okay, got to know about this. How do you do it? Well, it's kind of interesting. So my background is business development, but we have a country cafe and a coffee shop my family does. So that question kept coming up because when they were starting their business, they didn't have like a huge budget for marketing. So when we were going to hire marketing agencies, typical marketing agencies are charging, let's say, $500 to $1,000 just for their time and expertise. And then in addition, they're tacking on these huge budgets for Facebook ads, Google ads, Yelp ads. So it becomes this huge cost for a small business owner. And so I used to do those courses like get the secret formula, how to grow your business on social media. And it always went back to spend money on ads. So when I went back to school, I focused on social media marketing. It was the same thing, teaching us how to run ads. So finally, I kind of was like, all right, let me figure out how to do my own process and how to grow someone's business on social media without doing ads. And that's how we created niche target marketing. So it's a slower process, but it's more authentic. It's more intimate. We're really interacting and engaging with people on Facebook and on Instagram. And every person is our client's desired client. So we have a way better conversion rate. So it reminds me of high-performance athletes that don't use steroids, right? They're an all-natural kind of athlete. Is it kind of a similar, like it's an all-natural and organic way to build your audience? Absolutely. So we want to focus on what we believe is that when people are getting connected and have an emotional attachment to a business or a brand, they stay longer and they'll keep purchasing over a course of time. So how Facebook ads or Google ad works, they throw out a huge net and then they'll get a couple people that are your desired client, but maybe on a large scale. Versus how we do it organically is that we know exactly who your desired client is. We know how to find them. And then we go put their content, the client's content in front of that person. And it has this beautiful relationship that gets created. So it's not necessarily the skill on what to be posting, but you're starting from an audience side rather. You're finding the people that this business owner wants to get and going to authentically engage and interact with them. That's how you're going about it? Absolutely. And definitely content, how to post and what you're posting. You want to look at that as more of like the bait, right? You want to post content that is going to keep your desired client coming back. So you want to focus on education. You want to focus on free content, adding value, inspiration, motivation, right? Having that be the forefront of what your social media is so that when it comes time for you to say, Hey, I'm doing this book launch. Hey, I have this service. People already have this intimate relationship with you. 
that has been constantly been given value. So they're more trusting to purchase your products or services. It is a little different way to think about it, though. A lot of times when we think building a social media audience, it can feel kind of like building a television audience. Like, how big can it get? Well, what you're saying is, let's curate a pile of people that might buy from you, right? It might be a smaller group, but they're all qualified. Absolutely. It's a different way to think about it. Now, when you run into your contemporaries or other agencies that are maybe building uh, raw tonnage with the audience and digital ads and such, are they kind of looking at you like a dog that heard a funny noise? Like, what do you mean you don't use ads? Like, do people question it? Yeah, absolutely. But the cool thing is, is that with marketing agencies, I don't think they have the ability to create the kind of relationships that my company can with clients, right? So I have a personal relationship with all of our clients. These would be people that I would invite over for coffee or meet my family. So on one hand, I get that aspect that they probably don't. It's very dry and professional. But also, with that being said, is that most marketing companies would not even help my clientele. So I actually am doing really well in business because I'm willing to charge such a low rate to make sure that finances don't stop a small business owner from hiring a marketing company. So we do a lot of work for a little bit of money. And that's how the bigger marketing agencies, they're looking for high ticket clients, the five to $1,000 plus an additional marketing budget for ads. So when someone comes to me and says, I only have $500 and that's it, I'm totally willing to handle their entire social media, grow their business. And a large marketing agency probably wouldn't be able to do that because their cost to run their business is probably way more expensive than mine. And one of the secrets that not many people talk about is that many agencies, when they take $1,000 for you for advertising, are also getting a kickback or scraping out of that budget for the administration. So it's not $1,000 in ads, it's a percentage of the $1,000 is going towards the ads. Yep, absolutely. So with our company, you're paying us to do your social media and that's it. And bringing you quality clients or customers and still having an awesome relationship that lasts long term. So would it be fair to say that some people who hire you, you're the first agency that they've gone with? Like they're going to make the jump and start investing and you look like a great value? Or are these people that have tried somebody else and realized that they were getting hosed and now they're working with you? Absolutely. So most of the time, my clients come and they're already had bad experiences with past marketing companies. I gave them all this money. They really didn't post the kind of content that I would post. It was very dry and stock photos. So most clients are coming to me with bad experiences. And I'm kind of the one that has to shift their perspective and kind of create the space so that they can trust a marketing company. So if someone's listening by now, they're like, okay, come on, teach me something. This is some good stuff. Yeah. So we're the average e-woman member or e-women member. We're sitting at home. We're like, okay, I want to get better. Teach me something. Come on, Tawny. Give me something good. Give me a tip. Yeah. Give me a something. Help me get better at what I'm doing. And if you impress us, we might hire you. Come on, give me something good. Okay. So there's two things that I would say. So one, you want to look at content as the bait, right? If people aren't attracted to the kind of posts you're doing, then they're not going to read the captions and you can't tell them to go anywhere. So I think the more we give value to our customer... And the reason why I say give value is I think a lot of the time as business owners, depending on what kind of industry we're in, 
we want to hoard our information and our knowledge because we're scared that if we give too much away, then we won't be needed, right? But I think actually when we give more, it allows people to see what kind of value we're offering and it creates this trust of, all right, you're going to give me so much free content. I can't even imagine what you would give me when I'm paying you, right? So content should be based on education. What do you offer? What difference does it make? What problem are you solving? Most of the time when we are running social media accounts, business owners are showing up and they're just talking about their services, which on one hand, that could be great. But what people really want to know as a consumer is how is this going to make a difference for me? So when you're playing on that aspect of I can help you for me, I'm able to give my clients more time so they get to focus on their joy, right? That's a problem I'm solving for them. The other thing that is, I think, super beneficial and everyone should know is hashtags are your best friend only on Instagram. I don't think you should use hashtags on Facebook. And how we do that, a lot of marketing companies will say, use 30 hashtags. But depending on your size of an account, using 30 hashtags could also put your account at risk for being too spammy. So I always say, if you're a small business owner with less than 5,000 followers, use 15 hashtags. Break those down into three segments. You could do five local-based hashtags so you can build your community. Use five hashtags that are in the range of, let's say, 10,000 to 150,000. Because if your account is too small and you're using... If I put hashtag social media marketing that has millions of posts, way too high in competition and my posts will never be seen. So I think even just having that knowledge when you go to use your hashtags, keep it small and specific so that you're having the hashtags bring your desired client to you. We're off to a great start. In a moment, I'm going to ask Tawny all about how she uses efficiencies and new programs to help us get ahead with our social media marketing. We'll continue the conversation after this. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show's webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. The one program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, and even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn Lifestyle. And now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up and my engagement has improved. If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn Lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. 
and the Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners and Jamie and the team at the Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, the Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised that they talk about the group on social media and feel more connected to our mission. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience the Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing including various samples of their handmade cards right to your door. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try out the Expressory today. Back with Tawny Allen talking about social media marketing and how you can grow your company's social influence without spending ad dollars. It's hard to believe. One of the things that she suggests are looking for efficiencies and new programs to try out. So what do you have there and what do you mean by that? All right. So I've been in business for three years, specifically focusing on social media marketing and how to continuously help a small business owner grow their business without spending money on ads or a large marketing budget. So this has worked really well as we've built organic marketing processes. And something that started to come newly for me in the last year was this whole world of mindset. So I'm a spiritual healer. I do a lot of personal development. And what I started to notice was the more I was doing transformational courses, personal development, when I was really taking the time to do my inner work, my business started to grow rapidly. So I always talk to now the business owner, if you don't have some kind of course or something in place that will support you on a personal spiritual level, it starts to limit what kind of growth you're allowing in for your business. And how do you suggest that? Do you have them tap into what they already do and encourage them to participate in it? Or do you suggest new ways? Well, how does that work? So a lot of it is shifting mindset. So with that, what we help with clients also, which is a news piece, is we have been conditioned to that business has to look a certain way, right? We allow outside circumstances to dictate how we show up, being, oh, I don't want to be too salesy, We start having all of these filters that kind of set us back and limit us in stepping into our full potential. I got a coach and what she focuses on is how to manifest law of attraction. You attract what you are, not what you want, right? And with that being said, when you put yourself in that kind of a course or with a coach or do some kind of healing work, you get those limitations back out of the way So that now you can show up fully who you really are authentically in your power, nothing constraining you. And people start to resonate with that. And that's what people really want. They want to be for themselves also in their power. They want to say what they want to say. They want to do the things that they want to do. But most of the time, we just don't because we think that it should go a certain way. So when we stand in our power, we are giving permission for others to do that. And it starts attracting such abundance. It's interesting that we're talking about this because social media in general is personal expression oftentimes, or at least an expression of what you want your business to be. So if you get yourself right, I could imagine that your social media will do 
better. And one of the things I like to ask social media experts when I get them on the phone is I want to know why social media specifically is so overwhelming to so many small business owners. Because I don't often run into small business owners that are like overwhelmed by shipping or overwhelmed by networking events. But when it comes to social media, almost everyone that hasn't figured it out, they just carry this burden of shame and guilt about it. Like it just weighs on them. Why does social media do that to small business owners? I think there's a a couple factors. One, it's a whole job itself, right? As business owners, we're showing up. It's not like you just get to show up and do social media. You also have your client work and website and email. So then coming into social media, there's commenting, liking, creating the posts, when to schedule, how to do the hashtags. Now you got to post stories. So there's so many factors in even having a successful social media that I think most business owners, they might do it a couple of times. They don't get a lot of results. And then they say, you know what? This isn't actually doing anything for my business. So I'm going to put my energy elsewhere. right? And then we let our social media kind of be neglected. So that's kind of like where we solve that problem is like, hey, if you don't want to spend your time and energy on social media, that's why I'm here to be your partner with it. And the second thing, kind of going back to the mindset of why social media is so overwhelming is because it's like people are posting like these perfect pictures. I think a lot of us start to look at in a business aspect, like, wow, this woman has 20,000 followers. She's getting 4,000 likes. I'm only getting five. What's wrong with me? This isn't working. I'm not good enough, right? So I think even with that kind of energy, it becomes, I'm not getting the results I want. This is too much work. And it doesn't make me feel good. So I'm just not going to do it. So as an expert, how do you feel about some of the moves that Instagram has made to lower the impact of the counting stats of how many likes they're showing and how many of the shares, like to try and lower that social pressure a little bit? Is that something you're in favor of? Or does that matter in the big picture? I think to a certain extent, I think it actually kind of serves the person that is using Facebook and Instagram. One, because I think people were posting so much content for the likes. Right. So I think kind of taking that off where you're not, that's not the first thing you're looking at. You're really starting to refocus on the content, the quality, and what value it brings back. So I'm in favor of lowering the number pressure for sure. One other thing that you do that I think is really interesting you help people do their social media, you'll take it on full bore, but you also have some bite sized pieces, like, I don't know, playbooks, or I'm not sure what you call them, but like little pieces of what you do broken out for someone to try and sample your services. Can you share about what that is and how it came about? Yeah. So single services came from... We have two clients that we serve. We have the type of business owner that has time and energy to learn how to do their social media. And we teach them what we do for clients and empower them to do it for their business. And then we have the full management clients where we do everything for them. But then we started to find that there was this business owner right in the middle where they really just needed, I don't want to spend energy and time on social media, but I just need help with this one thing. So engagement is one of our biggest, most popular services. So small business owners, they want to write their own content. They want it to come from them, but they don't want to spend an hour to two hours every day engaging in the Facebook groups, 
making sure that the posts get shared so that their communities can see it. They don't want to go through hashtags and like and comment on 50 different posts to bring new viewers to their profile. So they hand that work over to us and we'll do it for them and it's still cost effective. It's really brilliant. I mean, really smart. Identifying the different audiences and seeing that audience opportunity is really smart. So virtual high five over the uh, podcast. (laughs) So let's get started on learning some more from you. You distribute tips and training through your Instagram handle. So can you share that with us and tell us how we can interact there? Yeah. The Instagram and Facebook is solely for sharing content that you can easily apply directly to your Facebook and Instagram. So we do free courses on how to set up business pages, how to use your hashtags, what times to post, how to write an effective post, who is your desired client. So we provide all of that content free so that you get what you need to run your own social media marketing campaigns. And you can find us at instagram.com slash marketing. Well, hearing your perspective on organic engagement, supportive and empathetic service to business owners, it just wafts off of you. So if that's what you're going for, it sounds great. It sounds like an incredible opportunity. Tawny Allen, CEO of Teal Wing Marketing at tealwingmarketing.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's so important and it's always changing. I feel like I can't talk with digital marketing experts enough right now. Thanks to Tawny for coming on the show. If you're enjoying the show, well, are you a VIP yet? You want to be a VIP, don't you? Here's how you do it. Text us the word LIFT, L-I-F-T, LIFT, 2414-240-1315. When you do so, you'll get a reminder when new shows are released, and we're also doing some giveaways from time to time. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.